it's Rajesh. Rajesh, right? yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. And so, what did you like about this session? I liked the way they applied the strategic innovation process to making a podcast. So if you recall, they gave us a circle of insight, develop, create. So they took us step by step through making a podcast. So interestingly enough, create is only one step mm-hmm. of seven. Sweet. And then it's Lily, isn't it? Yes. What did you like about this session? Well, as a newbie to the world of podcasting, one, I love that it wasn't all-female panel. I just want to put that out there. And it seems like they were very intentional about picking and putting together a panel of people from different aspects of the podcast creation process, right? You had a creative, you have a producer, you have a strategist, right? And they were all able to speak very clearly and add to the conversation and not cut each other off, which I noticed. Oh, yeah, actually, yeah, that was a good thing. Okay. You have just been listening to two amazing people that I met at a podcasting event at Vivid Festival. Their names are Rajesh and Lily, and they are definitely my kind of people, people who are in my tribe. Welcome to Two Words with Taku. I'm Taku Mbudzi, and my podcast is all about writing. And in this episode, I'm going to talk to you about how this very podcast that you're listening to has helped me and is still helping me grow my tribe of fellow writers and storytellers in a phenomenal way. Now, there's lots of talk around about, you know, how to find your tribe, how to grow your tribe, 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 death by tribe. It's everywhere. But I think I'm only really starting to appreciate it now that Finding your tribe, growing your tribe is a two-way street. Even though that doesn't quite make sense grammatically, all I'm trying to say is I've been learning that if you want to grow your tribe or people who um, love the stuff that you love as well, you almost have to, in fact, you have to, you have to love them and what they do as well. So it's a two-way relationship. It's not just you standing up and, you know, waiting for the masses to come to you. It's actually about building community, building connections, building relationships. And it's something that I'm really excited about. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to pretty much unpack how this podcast, Two Words with Taku, has been helping me find people who I'm interested in, but also now people who are interested in me and some of the things that I'm going to do. So the way that I've decided to do it is just to ask a series of questions that you can ask yourself, but then I will tell you what my answers are. And I'll do up some little graphics and include some photos. So at least you can sort of see the train of thought around how I've ended up doing this podcast and the way that it's helping me uh, find new people people, but also how I'm learning from it towards what I actually want to do. So here goes. Question number one. What do I love? What am I absolutely obsessed with? In one nutshell, at the moment, it's writing. That is all. Moved from Perth to Melbourne so that I could make TV, but to do that, I knew, I knew I needed to be a better writer. So that's the first thing, working out the thing that you are absolutely obsessed with. What is that? For me, it's writing. Question number two, 
What's your gift? What are you actually good at? What is your gift? And everybody has one. And sometimes we try and think it's one thing because people say it is, but deep, deep down. In fact, it's probably something you can't even fight. What is your gift? My gift is I can talk. I can talk. Sometimes I talk too much. Sometimes I talk too too loud. Sometimes I just talk. That is actually my gift. And I used to feel bad about it in school. People used to say, she talks too much. In relationships, hey, you should just be quiet. But you know what? That is actually my gift. And the other thing is I love to teach. I actually love to teach. So talking and teaching, um, speaking, talking, teaching, talking, teaching, those are gifts that I actually actually have I think they're divinely given gifts so yes that's question number two what is your gift question number four what do you really want to do so this might be right now or in the future but the question is what are you actually aspiring to what are you working towards for me I want to make tv full stop Right now, that is my fire. I want to make TV because I have stories to tell. I'm not seeing them on the screen. So that is my fire. That is where a thousand million percent of my energy and focus is. I want to make TV. So the question I asked myself almost two years ago when I moved to Melbourne was, okay, if I want to make TV, how can I document that process for myself using something that I already love and then something that I'm curious about? about. So question number four is, what's a new and interesting way that you can experiment with the thing that you love to ultimately try and test out or document the thing that you're aspiring to? So I found for me, podcasting became the one simple, easy thing that I could do what I love, which is write and also explore stories and then use my actual gift and talent, which is speaking and be able to create something new that was my own, which I could freely play with without necessarily having any pressures from anyone else to make it perfect or make it fit a certain box or a mold. I just was doing this for me. It was about what I love, my love of words and stories. So that is the, the, the big one. I think, um, because then for you, it might not necessarily be a podcast that you start. It might be something completely different. Maybe you love dancing and accounting, or maybe you love music and painting. I, I don't know what your combinations will be, but for me, the fact that I love words, the fact that my gift is speaking, and the fact that I was curious about a new and interesting way to play with these whilst I try to make TV, podcasting became the most perfect way to do it. So question number five is, what other things do you love? What other things excite you, tickle you? And for me, it's things like art. I love dancing. I love kids and young people. I love music. I love stationery. I love animation. I love architecture. I love to travel and I love people. And, and when I say I love people, it is actually it's crazy. I love people. I love being around them. I love learning from them. And, and so those are the kinds of things that I'm always open to. So anything to do with, you know, what's happening with the kids or stories around kids, um, you know, or, you know, interesting new designs and animation or apps and, and, oh yeah, another thing is I, I do love technology. I love gadgets. I love software. 
In fact, I probably love software more than gadgets. So I like how things work. So again, what are the things that you're already curious about that you can start to explore whilst you're playing with this new idea? Question number six is, who else loves what I love? And this was the big thing. So to me, when I looked at writing and the way that I express myself and and the words that I write, I looked at, oh, okay, so I'm writing books. I'm doing stand-up comedy. I also work as a technical writer in engineering and construction. Um, I'm now exploring this podcasting thing. I'm doing screenwriting. And so I started looking at the people who already inspire me in those different ways of writing. And it's been phenomenal because... I have been able to boldly ask people, hey, can you just come on my podcast and we can just nerd out about writing and we can just nerd out about telling stories or putting words together, just come. And it's been amazing because people then who love what I love, that's what we're connecting about. That's the level at which we're having those conversations, those collaborations and those, um, you know, those, those moments. So to me, that started to be just uh, an organic, and I sometimes hate using that word, but it's true, but it was just a natural, painless, fun, curious way to say to people, hey, you guys, seriously, I am completely nuts about words and writing. Please, I want to understand how you do it. I want to know how you went from being a stand-up comedian to writing all these TV shows in Australia. I want to know how you wrote this book that was about a time that you almost got assaulted and then now it's this huge international movie. Please, please, I want to understand. So I think my hunger for wanting to to really um, explore writing with other fellow writers and storytellers then started to give me the confidence and the courage to invite people who I think if I hadn't done this thing I'd be too shy to ask them or I'd be too shy to approach them to say hey um, you know hi because you know you know sometimes when you meet people who are famous um, it can be daunting because you you get overwhelmed by how amazing they are. But what I've really found with this podcast is once I strip it down to what I love about their work or what they do or the creative process, I just literally see them as my equal and vice versa. And then when I've been having conversations with them, whether they're on the podcast or whether it's just in person, It's just the most beautiful thing because then we hear each other. So now I'm talking to you as a fellow writer or a fellow podcaster, fellow artist, fellow creative mind, whatever it is. And it's really grounding because then in terms of being able to connect with people on a deeper level, you want to be able to connect with people who are already succeeding at what you're doing or wanting to to do. But also you want to build real relationships with them, especially if they're already big stars or big names. I mean, they have legions of fans and, you know, all sorts of people who want to be around them. But honestly, I've just been feeling so much freer and confident to speak to people who are doing amazing things because of the love and the mutual excitement about the practice or the art of writing or storytelling or filmmaking. So that's that's a really big one is to work out who is doing what you love 
And if you could have a conversation with them one-on-one, what would you actually talk about? And one example I'll give you is, there's an interview that I did with an author based in Melbourne. Her name is Melanie Houston. And she wrote the book Berlin Syndrome, which became this huge movie. And I met her through some screening event. And I just said, hey, I really want to you know, interview you. And my favorite part of that interview was when we were talking about stationery. And I know it sounds so dweeby, but for people who love words and writing, I mean, you've got to write them somewhere. So we, we had a whole, like, you know, a few minutes in the podcast interview talking about stationery. And it was just beautiful. So that's what I mean. The people who really love what you love, they're out there. They really are. And they're awesome. Okay, so enough about that one. Um... Oh, yes, this is question number seven. So now, now you found the people who love what you love. Question number seven, where do these people who love what you love hang out? Mm-hmm. And sometimes it's not at your family barbecue. So this is a big one. I go to things like writer's events, writer's workshops. I go to comedy clubs. And most recently, I went to Vivid Festival. And Vivid Festival is meant to be a huge festival in Sydney around ideas, music, light, all sorts of things. And I specifically hunt out events like that because I know I will find my people. So I've just spent four days in Sydney. I learned everything from how to make a hit podcast, which is then what you were hearing a review of right at the beginning of this episode. And these were people who are interested in podcasting, who are interested in also honing in their loves, their passions, things that they're interested in, and then learning how to use podcasting to also, you know, grow their networks and listeners and all of that. So I played that intro because those two people, Rajesh and Lily, I had never met them before. But as soon as sort of the event ended, we sort of gravitated towards each other, started speaking, and we were just having such a great conversation that we ended up going, okay, you know what, guys, let's just go have a drink or something. Let's go catch up. And then I spent about two and a half hours with these amazing people. I had never met them before, but I felt like I knew them. We had so much in common in terms of writing. So Lily is a writer, but she's also... um, she loves to dance and she showed us some videos of her dancing and I love to dance. Remember how I put that up there as and things that I love. So here I find a fellow writer who loves to dance every morning. She dances every morning before she gets on with her day. And that's something that I do as well. So Lily and I hit it off. Rajesh is into urban planning. So he loves, um, you know, designing of spaces and places. And he's, he's, um, he's done more like digital kind of media marketing stuff. And he's lived in London and he's very switched on. And he wants to make a podcast about place or places. And so we start talking. I'm like, dude, I studied architecture. Oh, my gosh, you are speaking my language. And then he drops in that, oh, yeah, yeah, I've just been accepted into this fellowship. Um, it's a podcast fellowship being run by Seth Godin and Lily and I are like whoa what and just like that between the three of us we had this one connection around Seth Godin so we talked about his work Uh, if you don't know who that is please google him He's, he's, you know, he's considered one of these guys who is a marketing genius. He also 
writes prolifically. He has this blog that is insane. He's written lots of books and he's just an, you know, very raw, authentic, no bells and whistles kind of guy. He just tells things as they are, but he's very good at keeping things clean and simple. So anyhow, Rajesh is now part of this program where Seth is going to be mentoring a few people around the world to produce their own podcast. So, you know, Rajesh and I start talking podcasty stuff. Lily's in there throwing writing stuff. So the three of us, it was, if anyone was in that restaurant watching us, they'd have gone, these people are but it was magic. And I just felt like, oh, this is just the best feeling. Um, and then also from that event, we were learning um, about podcasting. So the art of how to make a hit podcast. And this is another thing that I do is I go to events around sound making, podcasting, etc. And I'm just going to play you a little snippet from Yumi Steins, who is the host of the ABC's hit podcast, Ladies We Need to Talk. And so she was there as part of this presentation. And I mean, I'm going to have to do a separate episode about how I first met Yumi, but she is someone who I've been following for a while. So I follow her on social media and I'm interested and attracted to and intrigued by just how she's just Yumi. That's what she actually is. Yumi, Yumi. She says her name is Yumi. Either way, she's just herself and she's just published a book called Zero Fucks Cooking. Uh, It's a cookbook. And, and so, again, this whole thing around just do what you do, how you love to do it. And, you know, the people who are into it will follow. So anyways, here's a little snippet where I'm asking Yumi about what she likes about her podcast. All right. So um, I'm here with Yumi. And what do you love the most about your podcast? I love centering the voices of uh, a woman who's having a lived experience that we might not have had. So, for instance, um, cheating on your partner, hearing from that woman who's doing that and letting her tell her story. Uh, Another recent one that we had was a woman acting in uh, porn. So speaking to the producer of the porn uh, and then the actor herself and, and hearing about her experience of that. So it's not about me, it's about women and centering their stories. And do you have any topics for you personally that are off, <laughs> off limits? Like, for real, like, are there any way you're going, mm, I don't think so? Well, I don't like to hear people complain. So if you want to talk about exes, people being douchebags, bad customer service, that kind of thing, I just, I'm not interested in going there. Yeah. Okay, well, thanks for that, Yumi. Thank you. <laughs> All right. And so then... Yeah, so I was really excited, like, wow, you know, I got to, to have, you know, a soundbite that I, that I can include in my podcast. And then at that same event was a lady called Kelly Glover. And I saw her at the Australian Podcast Awards because we were both presenting awards. And I, I recognized her face when we were at this event in Sydney. And I'm like, where do I know this lady from? Anyhow, she tells me what she does. And I was like, oh, yeah. And she is a podcast producer who's made some pretty phenomenal podcasts that have been number one in iTunes. So I think one of them was Hello Bump, which um, is, I think it's a Westpac. So it's like branded content podcast uh, that had Rebecca Judd, who's married to this famous footy player. And there were a couple of other ones, but Kelly is a producer, so she knows how to put these things together, podcasts, and she was there. And so she also gave her feedback about what she thought of that session. So here's Kelly, just a snippet of Kelly. 
among that yeah. and other shows. <laughs> no, but the good thing was that it was a case study. Yeah. So, like you said, if you'd never listened to Ladies We Need to Talk, you can now go back and listen to it and reverse engineer the system that they used to take the steps. Mm-hmm. That's what's good about it. Brilliant. Okay, great. Now we're going to have to take a selfie so I can show your faces okay. when I post this. Okay. Yeah, we can tweet it all, hey? Yeah. Yeah, so again, here I am. I go to this event to learn about podcasting and the panel talks about yeah grow your tribe find your tribe your tribe your tribe your tribe your tribe I'm like yeah 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 tribe tribe and then I walk out of the event and these three people pop up and we just starting you know start having this conversation and yummy's there and then some other people are there and it just felt like very comfortable very very comfortable we didn't want to leave we were all just talking and one thing I will add here is that I've just found that hanging around sound people, there's something about them. They just, there's just something about them. It's like, it's like you can't, you can't be too fancy pants. And I know this, this probably won't make sense. But what I'm trying to say is, I feel a real authenticity when I'm around people who make sound or play with sound, because there is something about speaking and having people listen to you that you can almost discern and sense out the bullshit straight away. So it's kind of nice and refreshing when you meet people in person who think and talk at that, at that level as well. Mm, I can't explain it, but anyhow, I just felt very comfortable with these people to then throw my ideas, to then follow them on their socials. And I think this is the other thing I was trying to say is that when you are in quote marks if you can't see me when you're growing your tribe so you know um inviting people into your world into into your community and then also you know taking those invitations to to join theirs it's it's a beautiful thing it's it's essentially friendship it's essentially making friends who are you know, you share the same core values around maybe creativity, around life, around, um, you know, hope and, and just all these different things. So that's a really important thing is working out where people who love what you do, where do they hang out? And also, I'll just add in here that I finally joined a Facebook group of writers, which I've always hated Facebook groups because I've always thought, oh my gosh, you know, everybody just wants to say their two cents and blah, 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 I can't deal with it. But I'm part of this group that is really wonderful. Again, I feel like they're my people. So everybody shares about their writing experiences and I've shared about mine and people share. And I think maybe in the past I've joined groups that I wasn't really committed to or interested in. Maybe it was the surface level. Whereas with these ones, I'm really invested in my fellow writers and even, you know, in fact, I'm part of a few different groups, but I guess for this example, I'm talking about the writing. But there's a different level of commitment even from me. Um, Actually, I lied. There's another one that's important, the podcasting Facebook group I'm part of. Same thing. I just feel like, oh, I actually care about these people and I want to help. So if somebody asks a question, I always feel like, oh, I, I might know that. So I'll answer. And it comes naturally as well. It's no longer, you know, I'm filtering myself like, ooh, what are they going to think? No, it's like genuinely going, oh, no, no, I hear you and I see you. Oh, yep, you might want to try this or that. And and then also feeling comfortable to ask the same. 
And I think that is a beautiful place to get to with whatever you're doing, where you feel free to connect and collaborate, because then those are going to be your fellow collaborators later. You know, if you win the lotto and then they say, oh, you have to spend it on, you know, taking your fellow people on a holiday, you know, those are the people that you would take and you'd hope they would take you too. So yes, this is a very important one. Go and find where those people who love what you do hang out. Question number nine, eight. I've got my numbers mixed up. Sorry, guys. Okay, this one is very important. Where don't they hang out? That's right, I said it. Where don't the people who love what you love hang out? Go to those places. And the two examples I can probably give is... You know, I hang around a lot of artistic kind of artistic and artist artisty kind of people. See, I can't even speak. And I love going to business seminars. And you know, I go to business seminars and I go to marketing seminars, I go to art galleries, I go to um you know, workshops around software, like sometimes I do some seriously geeky stuff as in proper geeky. And I like to just take road trips to random places and doing that, going to places where I know I won't meet anybody who kind of likes my kind of stuff is also excellent. And I cannot explain it. I just can't. How how much it can open new doors to other tribes and other communities that can complement what you're doing or can bolster or can help. I have met phenomenal people at some of these events. I mean, I, I mean, I can't even speak right now because I'm just stumped by how sometimes then they have fed things into, you know, the work that I'm doing or the ideas that I have in ways that I didn't expect. So this is a big one. And I say this a lot for people who are um, who are scared to branch out beyond even something as simple as people who look like them. I know I'm going there. But yeah, it's true. So I know early earlier on in my career, I, I just was trying to sell and pitch and, you know, encourage in the wrong circles. Those people were not interested in the stuff that I was. They didn't have the same fire for it, but they were trying to support me because I was one of them. And But it wasn't the same. And as soon as I started branching out and going to other communities or other groups or other organizations, then, then the magic started to really happen. So that one is a very important one. Where don't the people who love what you love hang out? Go and have a look. Go exploring. Go and ask. That's where you might find even more people of your tribe and you might join other tribes that will inform what you're doing. The next question, what can I learn through podcasting that helps towards my bigger goal? So yeah, that's a question. What can you learn through what you want to try that will help you towards your bigger goal? I am podcasting and I want to make TV. This podcast has been teaching me everything about being a producer. 
essentially being a producer. So the person who has the idea and then drives it and chases it and organizes it and calls people and locks in times and schedules and delegates. And, you know, I have been able to test that out on a somewhat smaller scale. And it's been just a gift, a real gift to me, because also I've been able to experiment with my ideas, experiment with how I storytell, how I write. And then I've been able to learn about pitching, editing, marketing, and also crystallizing my voice. And, and I'm not just talking about what you're listening to now. I'm talking about what my voice, what my takuness represents. What am I about? And that's been so helpful then because I've been taking that into, you know, my writing room sessions for my TV show. I've been taking that into, you know, the conferences or the, the pitch meetings that I go to, or I've been taking that to, you know, my accountant even, you know, how, what I've been learning from this small little podcast, and I think what, it's 83 episodes now, has has really been like being at school for I guess what's coming ahead in terms of TV production and obviously they're very different things but I think uh, you know if you're going to embark on any journey that's really crazy or big there's something really powerful about mastering these small little skills on a small scale so that you don't freak out when it's bigger and now that I'm starting to get a lot more traction with this TV show, starting to, you know, incorporate other collaborators, writers, artists for the TV show, I'm like, oh, yeah, I remember when I did that podcast episode, this didn't work. Or maybe I could talk to them like this. Or maybe I can invite them in this way. Or maybe this or maybe that. And, yeah, it's pretty magical. The other thing that I'm learning is patience. Ooh, mm -mm. This, is, this is almost a sermon now. But patience around how things happen, the time it takes for things to happen. Right now, I thought, okay, I'm going to try and make this a 15-minute episode. And look at how far I'm in now. I'm like past 28 minutes. So it's such a simple thing, but it's like giving things the space and the time to grow. And I found that with this podcast, I've had to give it time to just grow into what it is. When I started, I didn't know what I was doing. And that's why I do those episodes, the, the pit stop ones, every 20 episodes to say, oh my gosh, how far have I come? What have I done? And I didn't, I didn't think it would get this far. I didn't think I'd still be doing it. But it's grown into its own thing. And with that, the growing has been so slow and sweet. And I think that's also been something I've needed to learn is that I can take my time to learn, to play, to explore, to test. I can just take my time. So yes, that is the question. So how can that thing that you want to experiment with, how can it teach you other things that will complement your bigger goal? And you know, if you work backwards, that's something you can also be very intentional about choosing if you're looking at your bigger goal and, you know, where you want to go with your stuff. So um, I can't think of an example, but hopefully that makes sense. Okay, so question number 10, what am I able to teach through what I'm doing? So yes, what am I able to teach through my podcasting experience? Wow. I think the biggest thing that I've been able to share is 
this notion of creative freedom. It's a really big thing that I'm fired up about. That thing of not having to ask for permission to make something that you really want to make. Me starting this podcast, I didn't have to ask anyone for permission. I just knew I wanted to talk about writing. I knew I wanted to put it out to the world. I knew I wanted to test my ideas. And so I just went and I did that. And the more that I've been doing it and the more people are finding it and listening and approaching me, the more I'm realizing people don't feel creatively free. They keep feeling like, you know, they are gatekeepers or they're people that they need to go through to be able to express themselves. And I'm kind of saying, hmm. No, actually, there are other ways that you can do it. We see YouTube where, you know, people are doing phenomenal things with video cameras. They just speak their minds or create their minds. And, you know, they just they just do what they're about. And then you see, you know, they become some of them become, you know, really big influencers and things like that. But that's all come back from them working out what they absolutely love and then, you know, what they're good at and and then looking at how they can play with that. So I'm at the moment really about that, pushing people to just make the stuff they want to make, even if it looks so crap, even if it doesn't make sense, even if the audio isn't perfect. My God, if you listen to some of my episodes in here in the podcast, I even I cringe and go, oh my gosh, what was I thinking? But it's not about that. It's about just making it and putting it out. And people can hear the heart in that. So that is my big fire. And also, I have been enjoying, you know, I think I did an episode a while ago where I said, I am the unapologetic queen of trying. Ah, that is one thing I won't even lie. I am about trying. You just have to try. Try it. If it doesn't work, then you learn from it or you do something else. And through this podcast, that's what I've been doing. I I play with all sorts of things. I try. Sometimes it works. Sometimes it doesn't. But there's something very freeing about that because also when things don't work or they fail, then I'm much quicker to kind of go, oh, okay, well, that didn't work. Okay, I'll just move on. But I'll leave it there. I won't delete it or I won't try to fix it too much because then that's part of the story to say, oh, you know, I started, you know, doing it this way and now I'm better and and I'm still growing or learning. So I, I, that is something that I'm learning. And then also to teach people that patience and then to be faithful in terms of having the faith in what they, they believe in. So through this podcasting journey, I have been documenting everything I'm learning, people I'm meeting around this making TV thing. But the podcast is actually secondary to the making TV thing. That is taking up the majority of my time, but I'm so committed to this process, showing you the process of it, that I podcast. And it's it's just a joy to me. It is a it is a joy and I it's just a joy. So question number eleven is well for me anyhow, is The more I'm doing this, I start to reflect. So who has started calling and who has started finally calling back? So for this one, I guess I'm referring to the things and the people who've started reaching out that I didn't expect to or that I'm pleasantly surprised by. I'm just going to run through the, the list that I've written. So through my podcast and I don't, you know, whether they find it on social, however it is, 
I've started having TV producers, documentary filmmakers, investment bankers, young writers, radio producers, social entrepreneurs, youth organizations, magazines, artists, publishers, storytellers, podcasts, schools. The list goes on. But primarily, I've had those kinds of groups or individuals start to contact me. So out of the purple, I just get a DM or I get an email or I get a phone call or I get a LinkedIn message. And people are like, oh, could you help me with this? Or could you explain this? Oh, I listened to this episode. Oh, this was really good. Oh, I didn't realize. Oh, this, oh, that. And the best thing is when these people call, I'm really excited because every time it's like, oh, these are my people. These are my kind of people. These are my kind of people. And it just becomes this, you know, um, like a cycle where I'm going, this makes sense. It actually makes sense that these are the people who are calling me. These are the people I want to call me. And I haven't had to hunt them out. They're now looking for me too. And it feels so beautiful. I mean, I'm at the moment, the big thing is I'm getting lots of people calling to ask about how to start a podcast, which is again, why I'm doing this episode, because I keep saying to each and every one of these people, what is it you are so fired up about? It's just like, it's a joke how seriously obsessed you are with this thing. And off they go and they go and they think about it and stuff. So I don't know why now people are calling me about this thing, but it's okay because it comes back to writing. So writing the story, writing the idea, writing the message, writing the, the concept, that's what I get excited about, writing that stuff for myself, but then also now starting to help other people write it for themselves and, you know, writing their scripts and things like that, you know, that is my jam. So if you can just picture like this tumbleweed or whatever, you know, that's rolling and it's just gathering. Okay, not tumbleweed, moss. So this moss is just gathering up all this momentum and just getting bigger and bigger and bigger like a rolling stone, like gathering moss, blah, 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 blah. Uh, okay, I think I've pretty much hashed and mashed up and just completely messed that analogy up. But you get the idea. Essentially, I'm trying to say how... I just feel like I'm just gathering momentum as I'm as I'm going along, just doing what I love. And then it's starting to pull in different people and I'm being pulled into their rolling stones and all sorts. And and it's like an energy that I cannot explain. It just feels like something is happening and something deep is happening. So I'm not really concerned about, you know, number of downloads and number of followers. To me, it's like, if it's one person, that is what I want. One person who gets it, who hears it, who calls, who's like, yep, I have an idea. One person. And there are lots and lots of one peoples (laughs) who are calling or messaging or reaching out. That that excites me beyond words. So I, I love that. Because remember, again, I said I love people. So if I love writing and I love people and people are reaching out about writing, guys, I am in my sweet spot. Boom. Okay, question number 12. What have I had to let go of? Mm, This one. Mm -hmm. I will definitely say perfectionism is the main one that I've had to let go of. Because... I I always blame studying architecture and how it's made me a perfectionist. 
especially in the past, because uh, I think I did an episode where I said, you know, when you're an architect or you're designing buildings, you have to resolve the idea because if that building is not properly resolved, as in literally how many millimeters of render do you need, how many beams, how many whatever, that building will collapse and people can die. And so for me, I always struggled with that, resolving everything to the nth degree. But in my relationships, in um, my normal life, even then when I started my businesses, I was always trying to resolve things to the nth degree. And sometimes you just can't. And nobody cares. Nobody actually cares. So when I started this podcast, I thought, okay, well, I'm just doing it for myself anyway. So I don't really mind what it sounds like. I just need to spit these words and these ideas out. And then I started getting lots more listeners. So then I started going, oh, shit, I better make it sound perfect and this and that. And and then after that, I was like, nah, it doesn't matter. So obviously I try my best with the editing, but sometimes I don't get my mics right. Sometimes I don't get the editing right. Sometimes I have my little spit takes and all sorts. And sometimes I'm just like, you know what? I'm just leaving it in there. Oh, it doesn't make sense. Oh, well, it, you know, it's okay. And it's been something that's been really good to let go of then in all my other creative endeavors around TV. Um, one thing I'm really good at is if I have an idea, I will, I will write down a deadline for it and when I want to do it and I'll just go for it. But sometimes that just doesn't work, especially if you're collaborating with other people. If, you know, you need to travel, take into account weather or a family issue. And and so I've, I've learned to be patient and then less of a perfectionist around when I have my ideas happen or how I execute them. Even something as simple as the frequency of when I post on this podcast, I was at one point really stressing out like, oh my gosh, I'm not posting every day. My listeners are going to hate me. And then I was like, you know what? Um, I need to just have some perspective on where this podcast sits in the bigger picture of everything I'm working on. I need to be able to write and to write. I cannot be editing all day a podcast episode. So I need to be kind to myself, which is another episode that I will link in here. But yeah, I need to be kind to myself. So yes, I've had to let go of perfectionism, too much self-censorship, and even my ego. Mm, That's been a big one as well. Um, And I'll say letting go of my ego because when you start anything new, it's very easy to compare and look around like, ooh, what other writing podcasts are there? Ooh, who else talks about books? Who else is doing this? What, 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 what? And it can be quite depressing if you look at everybody else's numbers and how much reach they have and then radio people and famous people doing podcasts as well. And then here's little old you in your spare bedroom. You know, sometimes it can be disheartening. But... I think I, I, I think, you know what it was when I started getting listeners from Japan and this was kind of early on, I think that's when I kind of was like, oh, okay, well maybe I'm onto something. Cause, oh, they, they, they kind of appeared and then they kept appearing. So I was like, oh, okay. So people are actually listening to just me and what I'm saying. And yeah, I've had more people listening to my podcast and talking about my podcast and sharing about it. And that's been enough to just keep me content with, yeah, I'm, I'm really happy that's happening. But now 
I don't need to be comparing to other people because to me, my fire is to go deep with those listeners that I have. So no, they're not going to be as many as some of the big name um, podcasts and things like that. But to me, I am meeting my listeners and they tell me what they like and they tell me what they love or what they learned. And to me, that really keeps me very humble because now, you know, people are, are genuinely giving me feedback about how much they value what I'm doing. So, yeah, I can't be now all high and mighty like, oh, my God, look at my podcast. I just, eesh, I've had to let that go, really. And it's a nice it's a nice thing to do, to just say, yeah, it's okay as it is, as what it is. I'm loving it, and I'm grateful for the people who are loving it. So yes, that is my question for you for number 12. What things do you have to let go of to really be able to shine in the thing that you love and the things that you want to play with and the things that you want to explore? And in the past, um, you know, I've had to let go of things like family expectations or um, certain friendships or certain um, jobs so that that's a really important one because then it's about just identifying the things that hold you back hey people we're getting deep we are getting deep Ow! (laughs) sorry okay this episode is way too long but guys I'm in feels so it is going to be put out as it is pure and full Question number 14. Where are my thousands of listeners coming from? Mm, This one was interesting. Like I said, I mentioned the Japanese listeners or listeners in Japan. It started slowing down now because I changed my tags and settings and the category in which the podcast sits. But my listeners primarily come from the USA, Australia, Japan, Germany. Yeah. And then there's a whole list of other countries, but primarily the USA and Australia. When I first started the podcast, it was definitely um, the USA was way ahead, way, way, way ahead. And then it was Japan and then it was Australia. And then I think because of the fact that I've started being a bit more public with the podcast and also interviewing, you know, people who are on the ground here and I th- yeah, I guess talking about Australian-y kind of stuff. I don't know. Something's happened, but then those rankings have shifted. So I'm, I'm and now USA and Australia are sort of sort of neck and neck in terms of listener downloads, which I find really interesting. So um, yeah, I'm pretty happy with that. And yeah, I don't know. It's a nice feeling. And I had I have listeners in Canada as well. And one listener did reach out to me a while ago and he was crowdfunding to write a book about his love of skiing and we ended up recording an episode and I'll put all the links in there and his book was called The Wonderful World of White and yeah so things like people reach out and they're in unexpected corners and I I'm really enjoying that so again something for you to think about which I guess you can't if you haven't started, but you are probably going to be really surprised by where your listeners are and who they are. Um, Yeah, actually, I've had some radio people 
say, yeah, yeah, I listen to your podcast. And that always freaks me out because radio people work with sound professionally. They get paid to do sound stuff. But so when they say they listen to my podcast, I sometimes go, oh my gosh, please don't listen to the editing. Oh my gosh. But then um, my partner, who is a sound person, he was like, no, nah, don't even worry. Like people just want to hear the content and things like that. So it's quite, yeah. Like, it's okay. It's a nice little thing. It would be it would be like if Michael Jackson came to your dance concert. You know, a little bit of you would be like, ah. yeah, that, that's kind of what I mean. But it's still nice because then they, they subscribe and they're friendly. See, again, my kind of people. Okay, we're getting to the end. This is a miracle. I'm just going to turn the page because I have notes. Oh yeah, this is the last one that I'd written. What's the best part of podcasting about writing? And I just I just wrote that. I love nerding out about what I love and seeing the magic unfold. Yeah, that sounds a bit like <laughs> it sounds a bit corny, but it's so true. I am in such a sweet spot at the moment and my podcast is is like a blog that has audio it's kind of like a vlog without the visuals it is just yeah it's just a happy place and space and so my encouragement is to everybody to everybody listening just work out what you love and work out how you can just play with that and play with it in a way that is different to ways you've tried before or ways that other people are doing. Just completely try something new. And you don't have to tell people you're doing it. I think when I started my podcast, I probably did about 10 episodes or so before I then announced that I'd started it. And so by that stage, I had a bit of a, you know, archive of pe and people could listen and I could see straight away what people were interested in. And yeah, it's been it's been pretty fascinating. Actually, I'll do a little chart that has the top 10 episodes that people have listened to. Uh it changes all the time, but I'll 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 put that in there cuz right now I I can't see and I don't know them off by heart, but Sometimes they've really surprised me. I've gone, oh okay. oh, okay, people really are interested in that. Okay, great. These are my kind of people again. So anyways, I'm, I'm waffling now, but you get the point. Just work out what you love, work out what you're good at, and go have a play with it. And you will be surprised at the people that you end up meeting and collaborating with and creating something that's new and your own. And that's beautiful. My name is Taku Mbudzi. You are listening to my podcast, Two Words with Taku. I love words and I love writing and I love talking to you and I love learning from you and I love teaching and I love, I'm just in a good space and I feel creatively free and that is what I want to share. I want to see everybody get to this point where you are just making what you want and it feels amazing to you and then doubly amazing when it feels amazing to other people <sighs> oh listen to the birds doing their thing happy days thanks for listening if you want to find me on social media i am at taku speaks on instagram and twitter and i am taku tv on facebook and youtube
And then the website's there with everything, all the links, and you can find that at taku.com.au. Thanks for listening, everyone, and have a fabulous day.